Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody, NBA fans, welcome back to another episode of Full Court Press. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm joined by Joel. What's up, Joel? What's up, everybody? And we'll be joined by Juwan in a little bit, I believe. Um, so we got a lot to talk about, man. We haven't uh, we haven't had an episode in like two weeks, and like a bunch of crazy shit has happened, man. <laughs> I know. It's insane. Yeah, this has probably been the most uh, just frantic off season that I can ever remember. Like, like even <laughs> I mean, last season was crazy because KD left. But I mean, you would think last season would have been like the one crazy year, and then this year would have kind of not been so um, just as as crazy. But it's it's just like the smart teams have have figured out how to just try to close the gap and keep things interesting. Yeah, that's the fun part now is the scramble. I knew that was – I had an idea everybody would react, you know. So everyone has to mm-hmm. make moves. Not that anybody's not that anybody's made a move recently that can compete with the Warriors, but at least they're trying. You know, that's the next one's important that they're trying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And it's it's interesting too to see the dynamic of um, you know, the the teams that are trying versus the teams that have just given up. I mean, because <laughs> you know, I mean, I feel like there are a handful of teams that are trying to kind of retool and put things together to to, you know, make a legitimate uh uh contender. And then there's probably about the other half of the team or I'd say about there's about a third of those teams. Then there's about a third who are just trying to stay relevant, um, like trying right. to stay uh, decent so they can sell tickets, like your Sacramento Kings or like your Indiana Pacers. And then you got the other third of the teams that are just like, nah, dude, screw it. We're like Hawks. They're like, nah, we're done. We're we're gonna we're gonna go into full tank mode and rebuild. But um, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, but yeah, let's get started. Uh, I mean, the first kind of big news that dropped since our last show, uh, and you know, obviously you're a Knicks fan, uh, Phil out in New York city. Um, yep. like, did, did you, did you, did you do anything to celebrate that announcement? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I didn't do anything in particular. I was, I was sort of like relieved. But at the same, because I wasn't even, I wasn't asking for his head or anything. 
But I'm like, if it happened, it happened. I wasn't gonna be mad. But it kind of, it still kind of felt like it came out of nowhere because I didn't think anything was gonna happen. I thought we were gonna have to write it out for the next two years. If mm-hmm. anything, Melo would be first, and it looks like uh, something happened that peed off uh, Dolan, and he said, "He said, fuck it, we're good. We're gonna let. We gotta. We gotta let him go." So they did. They bought him out. Uh, Phil got is out now. He's in Montana, chilling, and. Um, <laughs> yep. We got Steve Mills running the show. Looks yeah, good. and uh, I mean, it's just interesting that they the the timing, like you said, like that they, you know, Dolan initially um, didn't choose to uh, not pick up the option, Phil's option of the next two years, and then you know they negotiate a buyout later on. And yeah, I mean, obviously it it had to have been something that happened. Um, I think the wide speculation is he wanted to. Um, buy out mellow and then with the Przingis trade talk like it just kind of went a little too far I think I think Dolan was always like Dolan and mellow have always seemed like they were pretty tight like they're not never been in odds with one another and it kind of seems right. like Dolan was like well if you feel like you need to trade mellow like fine but you know there's a difference between trading mellow and getting something in return versus just buying him out and then not getting jack shit in return and being left with a huge chunk of salary that you have to pay the man. True. It's absolutely true. Well, either way, they're biting money. Money is obviously not the issue. In the end, well, it looks like if they end up trading mellow, it might save them some money. It's much easier. I mean, you save money if you trade mellow more so than you do. You buy them out, you know. That, that's right for them. It sucks for me. It really doesn't make a difference, except for the fact that we get no assets, and that 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 part sucks, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you mentioned Steve Mills. You know, uh, we'll jump ahead a little bit and then go back to uh, some some more of the big trade stuff. Um, so he picks up uh, Tim Hardaway, seventy-one million, uh, four years. Um, mm-hmm. I. I think this is a very interesting topic of conversation for both of us, you being a Knicks fan and me being a Hawks fan. I am happy as a Hawks fan that we did not match. Apparently the Knicks outbid the Hawks by roughly $20 million. Uh, That's not to say there weren't other offers out there that, um, you know, closed that gap. Um, But I mean, if we, I, I, I wouldn't have wanted us to pay 5 million more a season than we wanted to pay um, for for a particular guy, um, but uh, just in general, what do you think of the uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. signing? Uh, I'm gonna go in a different direction than most Knicks fans. I'm not gonna say I love the move, but I don't hate it mm-hmm. at all. Like when I heard about yeah. it, I wasn't like super upset or anything. I'm like in the beginning, I honestly thought I'm like, oh well, that was them doing a favor or some shit, trying to get him a big contract, and they'd go from there. Hold on. Anyway, I, I was I, like I said, I think Hardaway is a good move for them. I like Hardaway. I didn't want to lose Hardaway, but um, they traded him anyway, and then we got Jerry in, and then we kept him for like a year, and then used him in a trade to get Rose. Now we're gonna let Rose walk, and we signed him for seventy-one million dollars. Now that sounds ridiculous, and it is, but. I still like Hardaway. It's not my money, and I do eventually think we're getting rid of contracts and and um, Mello and Courtney Lee. So, in that regard, I'm not as upset about it. I'm more upset about the Noah deal than I am the Hardaway Junior deal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean that th- those deals don't even come close to comparing um, as far as just out per 
output versus monetary gain. Um, right. But yeah, I, I can see that. Um, like, I don't think it's a particularly good signing for them uh, being uh, in the position they're in. But it does show that they're trying to put the pieces together on their roster um, to try to compete. I put it this way: I like it better than bringing Rose back at the same contract. You know, exactly. Like, oh. So I mean, and you know, I I might have tried to go after um, uh, Caldwell Pope. I think he's a little bit better than Hardaway. Uh, just a more yeah. um, like just he, he's probably a little better defender. Um, they're probably equal about as far as scoring the basketball and shooting. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do at point guard because now they still need somebody to start for them at point guard. So it'll be interesting to see how they, how they close things. They need out. a vet. They need a vet yes. point guard. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, the next big, uh, domino to fall was the, uh, CP3, opts into his deal to get traded to Houston. Um, like that, like that one was crazy. I mean, it came together really fast. Like all the talk, all like leading up to the free agency period was San Antonio and then Houston pops up like what, like two or three days before it happens. And then it's just like bang, bang, bang. And it happens. Um, yep. what, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, exactly. What are your thoughts on the trade, you know, for Houston, for the Clippers, and for Chris Paul? I didn't like the idea of it at first because I'm like, I heard Chris Paul going to Houston. I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's a great fit. I'd rather he just stay in L.A. But then it just happened, and I had no choice over the matter. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> okay, it ha- that's going to happen. That's, uh, whatever, sure. Um, at least they, the Clippers got something back. You know, they got Beverly – they got um, Sam Montrezl Harrell, yeah, Lou Williams. Got they got some good players, right. back. Oh, yeah. and they got a draft pick. You're right, and they got some decent players back. Um, so they didn't get nothing, which they could have because he could have just walked if he wanted to. But yeah. that was nice of him for for that to work out. But Houston, you know that that was their statement. They're like, we got Chris Paul and we have James Harden. Even mm-hmm. though at first, if you look at it, it's like they're kind of not say they're not similar players because James Harden's the scorer, Paul is the passer. You know, but yeah, but they're similar in how they they seem to operate Paul with dominance. having Paul dominance. Yeah, right. And that's the thing they took James Harden and they moved him on the ball permanently because he was guy. I think he led the league in assists. Right. Yeah, he did. That's what I'm saying. Now you're going to move him off the ball. Chris Paul's going to dominate the ball. He's he's going to be the man, right, in terms of that part. And they're going to leave James Harden off the ball again. I'm like, it kind of it's like reverse of what they did last year, sort of. I mean, they'll probably share time. I'm just saying, and it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, not that they don't complement each other. I guess they kind of do, but at the same time, they don't. You know, I mean, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, and I kind of feel the same way as you do. I think for the Clippers, it's a pretty good deal because you get some pieces in return instead of losing CP3 for nothing. Um, right. And now you really get to say, okay, like we're going to team around Blake, um, which, you know, if he can stay healthy, might might work. That, now that is a big yeah. if. But as far, and as far as yeah. for, for Chris Paul, I really like it because what Chris Paul was able to engineer by opting in and, and you know, negotiating a trade per the agreement that he opts in, he was able to 
transfer his One. bird rights to Houston, and now yep. he's eligible. If he wants to, he can sign an extension with Houston, um, and then he gets even more money because there's you're talking about no state tax versus 13% state tax. Um, so he he basically gets gets to have his cake and eat it too with this whole with the way this whole thing shook out. Um, All right. And then furthermore, uh, you know, he can also uh, wait and see how things go if he wants to go that route and doesn't want to get the immediate extension. You know, he can wait, see how things go, and if it all works out, then resign. Or if it doesn't, you know, Melo can opt out next year. D Wade's a free agent. LeBron's a free yeah. agent. I mean, they can Banana do the thing that they've always talked. Yeah, they can do it if they want to. Um, and they can find a team that can, you know, uh, basically miss, uh, uh, has the ability to give them uh, at least close to what, they, uh, what they're worth. You know, I mean, it's going to take a team with a lot of cap space, basically. Um, but, yeah, right. I mean, it's interesting. It'll be interesting. But, yeah, I'm with you as far as Houston. I, I, I'm not sold on it. I'm not saying that it's not going to work. But the right. thing is, the thing that does work about it is that uh, Chris Paul is probably the best defensive point guard in the NBA. So you're not going to miss a beat as far as bringing him in uh, right. in exchange for um, for Beverly. So, you know, his defense – is a defensive mind to play is going to to transition seamlessly. What what will be interesting is how they work out sharing the ball. Because I feel like, honestly, the the way that I feel like it should work is that um, basically when CP2 rests, James Harden runs runs the point and and gets the ball in his hands, and then when they're both on the floor together. Um, and obviously vice versa for CP3 when he's on the floor and, and, and pardons resting. But then when they're both on the floor together, they're just going to have to work out a way to share the ball. And I would probably say that I don't really care who has the ball until it's the fourth quarter, and at which point I would give it to Chris Paul. Because I think Chris Paul is more clutch fourth quarter player um, than Harden by by at least a little bit. Um, statistically, he's a better three-point shooter. Um, he's probably one of the best mid-range shooters in the NBA. He's obviously uh, a better ball handler. Like, um, you can throw out the assist numbers for Harden, uh, but you also got to take into account that he led the league in turnovers. In fact, he had the most turnovers by any one player ever last year, and Chris Paul does not turn the ball over. So right. I, I think it'll sense. be interesting to see how it all works. But, yeah, I mean – if they can figure it out, it will be amazing. But it'll be, it, it'll definitely take a lot of work between Paul and Harden to like get it to all tie together. Right, and it's about building that team too. Because they they added uh, PJ Tucker. I like that move. That was a good get for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they still have Visa. They still. I have Brian Anderson. They resigned Nene. They still have Capella. Um, I'm not sure what else other moves they made, but. I mean, they made a yeah, that's pretty move. much it to this point, and they're and I think the reports are they're still trying to to see if they can get mellow, but nobody wants to take Ryan yeah. Anderson's contract because Ryan yeah. Anderson, like he, the thing is, he's a really good player for Houston. Like, there's not right. many other teams that it, for for any other particular team that it's worth paying him that that amount of money for the production that you get from him. 
So that's the problem. It's not so much him; it's the money he's making. Right. Yeah, and the fact player. that no, yeah, and the yeah, and the fact that he he only fits a very particular style of play um, at right. that amount of money, anyway. Um, yeah, right. in fact, like the only team that I could see really um, like wanting him, which would be really weird to see, um, is Oklahoma City because Ooh, Patrick Patterson was a really good signing, but yeah, he's not. He's not. I mean, he's a bench guy. He's not really. I don't. I don't think I would. I wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable with him as a starter. And like, they could definitely use the shooting because they they still need shooters at both the the two and the four, in my opinion, to right. surround. Right. Um. You know, their two sure. stars. Last and yep. yeah. And uh, and so like, I think a, a, the best scenario that I can see as far as like a three-way trade is uh, to get mellow is to send maybe Courtney Lee uh, and um, Ryan Anderson to uh, OKC and then move everything around where, uh, you know, the Rockets get mellow and then, you know, the Knicks get uh, future assets, (laughs) uh, expiring contracts, you know, things of that nature. Yeah, I actually like that move. That's a good one, Nick. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm always I'm always plotting. Um but yeah, so that kind of transitions <laughs> us right into the the kind of third big uh trade that that kicked off the free agency period. Fucking PG thirteen to OKC. Like I think as oh, much as I... the C P three to Houston trade was like came out of nowhere, this was probably the biggest trade to come out of nowhere, right? I literally out of nowhere, out of nowhere, because we yeah. had inklings about him going to Houston. We had no heads up that he was going to fucking OKC. Out of nowhere. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, it, it was literally crazy. And then, like, to top it off, like, you know, you could, I could kind of see it working. Um, like, obviously, like, the, the OKC didn't really have draft picks to, to, to bargain with. But what I figured, like, when I initially heard the trade – I kind of figured I I saw the the you know the two players. I figured maybe they threw in you know uh, the Chicago 2018 second round here because that's going to be pretty valuable. It's probably going to be like 35th somewhere in that neighborhood as far as the the number overall pick that it is, and maybe even they threw in the rights to like Terrence Ferguson. Um, like that that was kind of where my head like breaking down you know when I initially heard you know the the specs of who was being uh, talked about as far as, uh, you know, the initial reports coming out, you know, because oftentimes when they announce like an initial report for a trade, there's other things that they don't throw in there. That's like what happened with the, with the CP three trade to Houston. So, uh, you know, I figured, you know, there'd be some other parts, but to find out that it was just Polo <laughs> Depot and Sabonis. Oh my God, dude. That's, that's oh. like the steal of the century, man. <laughs> and considering all the rumors of all the moves and all the deals they had at the draft, and they mm-hmm. end up walking away with Oladipo, and I mean, oh, that's terrible for them. I mean, like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah, the the only thing that I can really come up with, and I've heard a few other people say it as well, is they didn't want to move him to a team in the East. You know, like that. they just they didn't want to move him to a team in the East, which you know because. Obviously, they could have gotten Kevin Love for him. 
Obviously, you know, if they had just waited for Boston to sign Hayward, I think Boston would have given them a better offer. Um, I think they didn't want to move him to a team in the East, and the Lakers weren't offering enough to, to make them happy. I think uh, I think what they got is about equal with them getting uh, what was it? They were had their choice of Randall or Clarkson plus the number 27 and number 28 pick. I think that's what the the Lakers were offering, if I recall correctly. Um, yeah. And this is this is about probably about equal, close to. Um, like it, when you I mean, when you look at what they need and everything else, and I think part of it has just got to be they were like Paul George, like we're gonna not not only are we not gonna trade you to uh, where you want to go, we're not gonna trade you to a contender, and we're gonna trade you to an even smaller market. <laughs> <laughs> that was good luck. That's basically what they said to him. Yeah, yeah, exactly, but. I mean, for OKC, to me, it's like obviously I just I I think Indiana made a mistake. I mean, I really think that had they just waited a little bit, I don't see how this OKC deal doesn't like isn't still on the table like a month later. You know what I mean? Like because of it's 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 not it's not an overly complicated deal. Um, it's it's not time. Um, it's like it's not relying on time to to be able to make the deal. I don't know why you wait till after the the Hayward signing and and try to work something out with Boston. Just try to drive up the price a little bit more. Um, but you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously Oladipo is an Indiana guy, so maybe that offers some. Maybe they think they can sell yeah. some tickets off that. You know, like sure. I, I mean, I can see that happening. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I like <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm just trying to rationalize it at this point, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like Sabonis, though. Like, he has some upside. So, I mean, there's something there. But you need a little bit more than that. Yeah. Well, and now you have what? You have Sabonis, um, who still needs to develop. You have TJ Leaf, who you just drafted, who needs to develop, who plays the same position. Um, and then you have Thaddeus Young, who, uh-huh. I mean, I guess you could try to play him at the three. But that seems precarious. They haven't played three in like four years. <laughs> yeah, but they don't really have anybody else. I mean, the only other person they have who's probably like played NBA minutes is what Glenn Robinson the third. Um, yeah, and know. Lance Thomas. I, I mean, Lance Stevenson. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, that's that's true. Stevenson can play a little bit of three. He usually actually plays bit. best though at the at the point when they have him distributing, when they have him bringing up the ball. Is where I kind of yeah. like him the best. I agree. Um, but then now I play the two now with um, well he was the two before, but now Monte Ellis is gone. They bought him out and they brought in Darren Collison. I'm like not really sure what they're doing, but they're doing something. Yeah, they traded uh, right. CJ Miles for Corey <laughs> Joseph, who's another point guard. So it, yeah, I mean maybe they're just trying to stack up some reasonable assets that they can try to piece together and, and some kind of trade later down the road to, you know, help help give them more of what they need. Um, because, I mean, the uh, uh, both what they signed Darren Collison for is a, is a very good deal for that team. Um, I, I don't remember exactly what the terms of the contract were, but the, I remember they were pretty team-friendly. And 
I know Corey Joseph's on a pretty team-friendly deal. I think he's got two years, $20 million left or some, somewhere in that range, maybe even less. It might be like $14 million, in fact. Um, but, uh, but yes, I mean, both of those are team-friendly. Um, you know, if you got a few young assets, you want to try to build around Oladipo, I guess give it a shot. But just seems seems like they pull the trigger a little too soon. But as far as OKC, like, this is – this is simply just to me like just such a brilliant move because um, Oladipo wasn't – you weren't getting the amount of productivity out of him that you were hoping you were going to get. You uh, had signed him to an extension, which is crazy because, you know, last year uh, or earlier this year rather, you know, when it was kind of clear that he and Russ just weren't kind of working, he's not really a great shooter, Oladipo. Um, it, it, you know, he just didn't do enough he, when he had to, when, when they had to put the ball in his hands for, for Russ to rest, it didn't seem to really work out. Um, so I was like, man, they're going to really regret that extension. But because they signed that extension, it made this trade all the more easy because if they hadn't, they would have had to gotten him to agree to a sign and trade to go to Indiana, which means it would have rested on him to agree to that trade. And I don't, I don't think he would have agreed to that trade. So, um, yeah. So again, again, man, like I don't the the management at OKC. I mean, that they traded Harden, um, but at the time, you know, they didn't. The, the revenue wasn't what it is now, and they were worried about yeah. the luxury tax and all that, you know. And you know, people forget that you know Kevin Martin was a really damn good player when they acquired him, and he actually played really well the first year. He just fell off a mountain after that. Um, yeah, once upon a time. Yeah, but, I mean, they just – Sam Presti just kind of continues to – for like, for the majority of what he does, like, from the – most of their draft picks and most of their trades have been genius. And like, this is another one, like maybe it doesn't work out between Russ and, and PG. Um, I, I think it's almost like a match made in heaven personally. Um, because it, you know, at least, at least here, you don't have the argument of who's the better player that they kind of always had between Russ and KD. Like Russ is obviously the better player, but you're getting him somebody who's a two way player uh, and yep. you know, on on that kind of talent threshold of a KD, he's not as good as right. KD, but he ain't far from it. Um, right. I just think, think they're going to work out. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think it's just I think it's going to work out great for this season and maybe for longer. I mean, you never know. Maybe. He might decide, dude, we finished with the like two seed, and you know, we took Golden State to six games. Um, you know, or it, it just, you don't know, you don't know what's going to happen. And if it doesn't no. work out and he leaves, you've at least cleared the cap space of Victor Oladipo's contract. Yeah. They have room for other signings. And I think they still need to make another move or two to be a mm-hmm. little, little better than they were last year. I mean, they're going to be better. I think automatically we'll talk George, but they want to make a real, real threat. They want to be a threat next year. They really need to at least one more piece. Yeah, I uh, I was thinking actually, um, as far as you know, from my Hawks perspective, um, I, like I would probably give up Marco Bellinelli for Chicago's second rounder next year. I, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how exactly. 
Yeah, I mean, Bellinelli's good, and he's on an expiring contract that's only worth about like $6.3 million. So I'm right. sure they could work out the salary, being that it's such a such a cheap contract. And that would be right. a good shooter to put at the two in between, you know, Russ and, and, and uh, Paul George. But right. you're right. They need they need somebody at that two because right now they got their rookie Terrence Ferguson and they got Abrinas who they brought up last year. But he he didn't really play a whole lot of minutes. I, the verdict I think is really still out on him as far as whether he's going to be a legitimate NBA player or not. Or you can right, play Robertson, right. but that, that that motherfucker can't shoot to save his life. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a good perimeter defender. They're gonna need him for his goal state. Yeah, and I think, well, what I think will be interesting is, because Robertson's not only, like, a really good defender, but he's also really big and strong. Like, he's probably, maybe, he might only be, like, 6'7", uh, but, like, he's built, like, he's stacked. Like, I think you could you could get away with playing, like, him and George interchangeably at the three and four in certain lineups, depending on what the, you know, what you're going up against. But I really yeah, think they awesome. need, like, another, another yeah. But I really think they need another shooter at the two, like, or a yeah, has to take that, a huge uh, leap forward. I'm telling you, I'm I'm cool with that that trade of getting Ryan Anderson and Courtney Lee. That 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 ties up some spots for them. That adds some some firepower for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I just think that would be a really cool trade. Uh, it, it, the only thing is, I don't know, like. I don't know if they would want to take on the the length of the contracts because then that takes away the flexibility that they've gained um, with the deal. But you know, if you if you if you want to keep Russ, you want to keep PG thirteen. You know, hey, at least Courtney Lee and Ryan Anderson give you two shooters to complement two superstars, and then you got a defensive like. Uh, workhorse you know in the paint for you and steven adams and you know that that ain't a bad lineup i'm just saying no not at all all. indeed uh so the the other uh kind of big pre uh free agency trade was rubio to utah i thought this trade was really interesting for a number of reasons um obviously utah wanted to try to um wanted to try to be able to pay Joe Ingles, keep Hayward, and they couldn't do that if they paid George Hill, George Hill as well because that was just going to be too right. much money. So, you know, they, they have to give up OKC's uh, 2018 pick. But, you know, you're probably looking at, especially now, what's that going to be like 23, 24, 25, somewhere in there. It's not going to be super great. Um, and they get Rubio, who's a good pass-first point guard. Um, and then, you know, for – for Minnesota, you know, they free up that space and are able to go out and get Jeff Teague and some other pieces. I think this was a really good trade for, for both teams, honestly. No, I totally agree with you. I think it's a great move for them. Um, I don't hate it. That's for them, I'm sure. But, um, wait, what's the, wait, what's the one we're talking about again? <laughs> Rubio. Rubio going to Utah. Oh. I knew that. All right, so, yeah, Utah. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel bad for them losing George Hill, and George Hill ended up picking the Sacramento Kings, which is, <laughs> which, I don't know. I don't know what, what I don't know what happened there. But um, they got they Rubio in Utah. The money. <laughs> yeah, it's a money. I did not expect it. I did not expect that caught me off guard completely. I'm like, really? 
what I get it. I guess I guess so. That's that's what happened. Yeah, you were you were um, a big proponent of the uh Knicks getting hill, weren't you? I did. I thought he'd make a you know I guess he did the same thing but in Sacramento. And <laughs> that's basically yeah. what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I Absolutely. think that he's a good role model for a point guard. I think he would have been a good role model for a Fox, which he's going to be. I would have liked him with um, Nilakina, but he ended up going to Sacramento. They they paid him more money. They ended up after that going after Zebo, and then, of course, picking up Vince Carter. So they're doing something something over there. So at least they're making moves. They have nice youth and some decent veterans. In Utah, Ricky Rubio is a nice compliment to what they got going on in Utah. They can uh, weave, uh, wean, what's his name, uh, Exum in there. Cause I saw, I, he's been playing good in the summer league, so I really like Exum. Yeah, I think Exum has upside, man. Yeah, and he's versatile, man. He's super athletic. He's like six foot five. You can play him at the one or the two. Um, yeah. And, you know, I just don't think, like, a lot of people have, have already kind of deemed him a bust, and I can't blame him. Right. Can't, I can't blame people for that. I mean, he has not done anything of value on an NBA floor yet. Um, yeah. but man, he's just got all the intangibles and Utah has one of the best coaching staffs. Like I, I feel like with Hayward kind of with the Hayward departure that having him come in there is going to be really huge as far as, you know, for, um, you know, for him, if he, it, it'll give him at least the opportunity to take that next step and, um, so, yeah, I mean, and, and Rodney Hood as well. Like, Rodney Hood actually has shown a, a lot of potential on the NBA floor. And I think yep. he could step up and, and kind of make that next step. Um, and I think you'll get more of Joe Johnson. You'll get more of, you know, the Joe Johnson that we saw yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, throughout the throughout the season. Um, I, I mean, call me crazy, but I think Utah is still a playoff team. I don't think losing Gordon Hayward means they're not a playoff team anymore. Yeah. They were doing good when he was out. He was out for like the first quarter of the season last year, and they were doing pretty good mm-hmm. without him. So they yep. could do it. You know, they have the the ability. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I don't um, I don't trust uh, you know there's because there's probably what five teams that, that in the West that would be probably a lock, um, and then you know yeah. six, seven, and eight are kind of all up for grabs in between like Crash. Utah, the Clippers, the Pelicans. Um, Denver and um, Tim, uh, uh, no, Timberwolves are a lock of uh, the uh, Trailblazers. So you got like ten, oh, yeah. uh, ten teams that you know, uh, or five teams rather, that are vying for those three spots. And you know, I don't know if I trust the Clippers to stay healthy, and I'm not necessarily sold on um, what they're doing in New Orleans. So um, yeah, I get like, you. so I, I, I think they got to. I, I think. They, Denver. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I said or Denver. I'm not really sure what they're doing in Denver. Yeah, Denver is interesting, man. Like Denver uh well, we'll get to that in a second. So, um <laughs> so let's let's just go. Let's run down uh I just want to kind of we'll I'll bring up kind of the big names that have stayed put and then we'll go over <laughs> some of the big names that have moved on and we'll just just kind of have like an open open-ended conversation about it. So Griffin, uh, Blake, he stays put with the Clippers, uh, signs a five-year max deal, big big for him. Uh, Holiday, uh, Drew Holiday, he uh, signs a huge contract to stay with the Pelicans. Uh, Kyle Lowry, another guy, stays uh, with Toronto along with Ibaka. 
Um, Lowry signed a huge contract. It was what, like hundred million over three years, I think. That's a fatty contract for him. Um, Iguodala and Livingston both stay put, along with Steph and KD. But we knew Steph and KD were going to stay. And uh, Patty yeah. Mills. Patty Mills, really underrated point guard. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that San Antonio was able to keep him. I think, I think the Spurs. It, it happens often with the Spurs, and it sometimes happens with the Hawks too, which I think is kind of an interesting parallel, that they find players who fit their system really well, and then when they when they come up for free agency, they take a big deal with another team, and, and they don't ever, like, they're, they're not as good on that other team. You know, they don't ever meet the expectation that the other team has because they just fit the system so well. And I, I look at Patty Mills like that. I think he just fits San Antonio's system so well. And I think he, I mean, to me, he's like right there in line to be the the successor for, for Tony Parker. Who, uh, Mills, you said? Patty, yeah, Patty Mills. I like Patty Mills. He's a he's a spark plug, man, you know. Mm-hmm. I think he led like, Team Australia in scoring during the Olympics the other, like last year or the, the year before. Mm-hmm. So, and that, he's a little guy who can put it up. And I really, I think he's, like you said, I think he's underrated. Uh, San Antonio, they've been relatively quiet. They haven't made, made any real big moves. Uh, they just signed Joffrey Laverne from Chicago. He was, he was They made yeah, him a free agent recently. Yeah, he just signed there with San Antonio. Um, settled anything with John, with Simmons yet? Uh, I think he's still No, they haven't. That And I find that a little concerning, like, um, now he is a restricted free agent, so they can match anything that's thrown at him. Um, so that's that's promising. Um, but see, he's kind of like another one of those guys to me, like Patty Mills. Like I don't know if he is nearly as productive for another team as he is for the Spurs. Uh, true, I don't disagree with that. Even though, uh, I mean, he has talked to other teams. I think he could be a valuable piece. Like if the Knicks went out and tried to get him, I don't know for about. I don't know about seventeen fucking million, but you know if they go out and get him for a decent <laughs> price, I'd take him for sure. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's just he's there. You know I like I I don't say again San Antonio they signed Rudy Gay. I don't I'm not sure if that's gonna be a starter. I don't know if that's that that's gonna work. I mean off the bench probably as a high powered bench player. I guess that makes sense yeah. too. I mean, he, well, I mean, and you gotta pretty, figure too. He he's gonna be out for the first half of the season with his injury. So I think they they signed him simply to be like a sixth man um, for when he gets back from his injury. And I think that's a perfect role for him. I think that had somebody tried to sign him to be like a starter, um, A, he wouldn't have been able to start at the beginning of the season, and B, you'd be having to change your whole chemistry midway through the season when he can come back, whereas if he's just coming off the bench – you just work him into his bench roll 20, 25 minutes a game so you can keep his minutes down because you don't want to run him too many minutes, and you know Pop is going to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a really good move. I loved it. I love um, I love the Rudy Gay move. I think it's uh, I, I honestly kind of highly underrated. It's really kind of flown under the radar as far as, as, far as them. Um, obviously, the Warriors keeping Iguodala and Livingston is huge. I'm glad Iggy got his yeah. contract, man. I'm glad he got paid. I was worried. I was worried that man that they weren't going to pay him and he was going to have to walk. Um, I was kind of, in fact, I was honestly kind of hoping that he would walk, <laughs> just Me so too. they wouldn't be. 
What's that? I said, me too. I was like, please, just go anywhere. Take some yeah, anywhere power else. away. Yeah, go to Philly, man. Like, yeah, the thing is, like, with the with the money, like, Philly that wouldn't want to give the years. But, like, what he made, he made $48 million over three years, I believe, um, was yeah. was the, the terms of his contract. I, I yep. guarantee you Philly would have paid him at least half of that for one year, you know? They probably would. I mean, like, you could have got paid. I mean, they paid, I they paid J.J. Reddick $23 million for one year. So, uh, they did. What, for, they yeah, did. that's only $24 million. Yeah, they'd have paid, they'd have paid Iggy 24 for one year, I bet. Yeah, they, they got paid. It was only for one year, though. That's, so, it's not like it's going to kill them right now. Yeah, well, that's why it was a smart move, uh, both both uh, Reddick and Amir Johnson. Um what, what do you think about what Toronto's doing? I mean, they bring back Lowry. They bring back Ibaka. Um, which I think they kind of had to. I mean, I don't. Like, I think they way overpaid Lowry. Um, I, like, they had, to, but they had to keep him. They had to keep him. That was the thing. Like, they had to keep him. And, they, and not only did they have to keep him, but they had to keep him happy. Like, you couldn't. Yeah. Like, you never want to be in a position where you, you're like trying to lowball. You don't want to be in the position of of Dwayne Wade. Like, of Miami with Dwayne Wade. You know, like, because that was the thing with them. Like, he was already pissed off about taking less money the year before that he left. Like, he took the less money, um, and then when it came time for him to get paid, they kind of balked at it again, and then he left and went to Chicago. So, like, you don't just want to keep a guy. You want to keep a guy happy. So, I understand that. I I mean, but I still think – 99 like 33 million a year and you're seeing the the kind of pitfalls of that cuz now um what was it was it last night or the night before so they trade Demari Carroll to yeah. Brooklyn yeah. along with what their next year's first round pick and then mm-hmm. I've I've seen a lot of the uh reports that, that say they say their 2018 second rounder as well uh, they don't own their 2018 second rounder. Phoenix does in that PJ Tucker trade from last year, um, but they mm-hmm. do own, or they did. I, I'm thinking the 2018 second round pick from either Orlando or the Lakers, uh, the right. less favorable of those two. So I think that is what went to that package went to the Nets. Um, and then they trade uh, today or yesterday. They traded, you know, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Corey Joseph um, to Indiana for C.J. Miles. Uh, so just taking all of that in, I mean, what do you think about what Toronto is doing right now? Is it is that are they are they making good moves or are they making desperate moves? They're not desperate, but they're definitely not. I don't know. They're kind of running in place, in my opinion, because they really didn't. They they pretty much stayed the same. They brought in Mabaka. They brought back all those are important pieces, important players mm-hmm. to their team. They kept that, I guess, core, if you want to call them a core. They let Patrick sure. Patterson walk. You know, they had to replace that that shooting. They got rid of Demari Carroll, who was the, who lost his role last year with the team uh, as mm-hmm. he was the starting wing, and he's kind of been inconsistent with them because he hasn't really – Injury prone, too. Yeah, yeah, he was hurt. Yeah. So that's what happened there. They make the trade to get C.J. Miles, and that helps their shooting. That helps them long range. They're going to go long range, and 
I mean, they, they weren't a terrible shooting team. They weren't a very – they weren't a great shooting team. This helps a lot. I guess he moves to the three and he starts at the three. I'm not sure if that's mm-hmm. the case. Onanubi, Onanobi, right? Yeah. <laughs> OG Onanobi. <laughs> it's going to be a while till we see him on the floor, but I, that'll hold him out till we get till he gets back, you know. And I think he'll be a yeah, good going forward. Yeah, and he'll still need some time to, to, to kind of be groomed and everything. But I – Honestly, when I first heard the Carroll trade, I was like, wow, yeah. you're giving up a lot to dump a, a $30 million contract over two years. Yeah. I just feel like that, that, like giving up a first and a, like a, a, a granted, like a, a late first round pick, but then the, the second round pick is, is a quality second round pick. So giving up both of those things um, mm-hmm. just to move a $30 million contract, like, man, I feel. I was kind of pissed, honestly, that my Hawks didn't jump on that fucking deal. Like, dude, I'll, I'll send you, yeah, yeah, I'll send you Diamond Stone and like, to, you know, who his one point five million dollars a year. Uh, well, I mean, the guys that they took from Washington, um, what's his name, Hamilton, I think. Um, he is uh, uh, three million dollars. So like it would have saved them another million and a half, <laughs> and they're both expiring contracts. Um, but yeah, I would have loved to have brought Demar Carroll back to Atlanta, man. He could, because Carroll can play the four. Like he's only six eight, but with small ball and everything, he can he can play the four. Um, and still, yeah. And so like I yeah, I just think it would have been like. And like just a, a smart trade. I, I love the trade for the Nets. I think it's just brilliant. Um, in fact, I really team. like what they're doing in Brooklyn. Like, um, like if you ask me, like if you ask me, who would I rather be right now? Like a Brooklyn fan or a Knicks fan? I'd probably rather be a Brooklyn fan, honestly. Yeah, that's I not mean, you, all right. I'm making that choice. well and the thing that sucks is they still got another year before they can see any sort of real benefits um because they still owe Boston another fucking draft go out and go get Contavious Caldwell Pope he's an unrestricted free agent now you know it's true but with the Carroll trade I don't know how much cap space they have left so that's true I didn't think how much money imagine that uh, Carol, he's fit about fifteen million, and they and they only gave up three, so there's a net twelve gain basically. Um, mm. So I mean, they they might be able to to get him. I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what he's looking for. I know he turned down an eighty million dollar contract up, um, which is crazy because that was <laughs> yeah that that was an offer sheet that was on the table, and he was like, nah, I'm I'm good, son. Four years, eighty million. No, I'm all right. So, well, so I don't max. know what. Uh, no, max is what they offered Otto Porter is like one of six point five. Yeah, his would be his would be smaller though, right? It'd be like one of two or some shit. No, I'd be, I'd be about the same. They're they've been in the league about the same amount of time. Have they? Yeah, probably. So, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, they have. So like. Uh, yeah, I mean that'll I'll be interesting. I'll be very interested to see where, where Caldwell Pope signs. A lot of people, a lot like a lot of Hawks fans, there's been like this kind of rumbling about him. You know, us trying to go out and sign him. But my only thing with that is like that's like the one position we don't need. <laughs> like yeah. I'm not gonna say he's not better than any of our shooting guards because he is. Um, 
Like, I mean, I don't think he's, but I don't think he's that much better. I don't think he's that much better than Bazemore. Bazemore had a really bad year last year, but like Bazemore's not a yeah. terrible player. He's got a terrible contract. Um, but yeah. I, I just don't know. Like that's the whole reason that we yeah. didn't want to pay Tim Hardaway because we didn't want to yeah, have two two players at the same position making the same money. Who you know when when neither one of them is great. Right, exactly. And then they play it. Them playing the three is more out of position than a good fit. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, it, but yeah, that that'll be interesting to you know to say the least. Um, and then uh, Drew Holiday, like I, I like Lowry is, is definitely overpaid a little bit in my opinion. Drew Holiday is insanely overpaid, in my opinion. Um, you're talking about a, a guy who would you would you say he's one of the 20 best point guards in the NBA? Who Drew Holiday? Yeah, maybe but when he's healthy. Uh, when he's healthy, I, I say yeah. Okay. Is when he's Fair healthy. enough. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. In a nutshell, is like he he's always had trouble staying healthy. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I just, I don't know if, if, I mean, we'll see if he can stay healthy. Um, and now I realize that, you know, they didn't have any money to try and go out and get somebody who's better than him. Um, That's I think the they thing. had maybe, <laughs> I think they had maybe about $12 million if they had let him walk. Um, so if they, they would have had to renounce their rights <laughs> to him. So I get it. I get why you have to sign him. Um, but just for that much money, it's just ridiculously crazy to me. Yeah, I know. But that was one of those like we gotta we gotta we gotta do all right by our by our guy or he'll walk. <laughs> That's basically what's gonna happen. And but was he gonna walk? Guy. Like where? Who do you have... think would have? Who do you think would have offered him anywhere close to that amount of money? This reminds me of like an Allen. Yeah, this is this <laughs> reminds me of like an Allen Houston thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a Which, lot of money. We you know, get, we get Allen. Yeah, that that nobody <laughs> else is going to give him. You know, and yeah. that's just the thing to me. Like, I I I agree with doing right by your players, um, but like that kind of contract was just crazy. Like, I think it was. I I think Lowry, you know, maybe is about. 10, 15 too much for him. Yeah. Um, but not and, and because it's three years, it gives him more flexibility. Talking about what was what was his a five year with a player option and like what twenty five million a year? I believe it was. I think it was a hundred and twenty six million dollar contract for five years with a player option. Like yeah, you're given um, you're given a yeah. lot to that. <laughs> you're given a lot to the player right there. Like. I feel like you should rein back on one of those things. Make the fifth year a team option, or trim that contract by about twenty million, or you know make it a three-year deal. Uh, so, you know, like something's got to give there. But to me, that's just that's why the Pelicans are just they're they're such a garbage team, man. <laughs> I hate to say it, but. I get it. I get it. I, I don't know what else they they need to. They still need more moves. They they can't stay the way they are. They need Wayne. No. Help. 
you know. Oh, right now they can't. Yeah, I mean they're living off of what they made last year with um, uh, oh, who they signed last year? What's his name? Uh, Sol- Solomon stuck. Hill and Antoine Moore. Yes, Antoine Moore and Solomon Hill. They were undisappointing. I mean, uh, <laughs> like that was a lot yeah. of money to give to Solomon Hill. Like who gave, who was thinking about giving Solomon Hill that kind of money? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it was forty-four million over four years, which isn't like yeah. a obscene contract or anything, but it's just like you're not getting our like almost any production out of them. But see, that's the thing. That's what New Orleans does. They give people who should be making like four million a year, like eleven million a year, and like if you do that enough times, it completely annihilates your cap, and then you don't even have anything to show for it. Like if anything, like that's probably their bigger problem than the Drew Holiday thing, for the fact that they have Etwan Moore on their books for eight eight plus million for the next three years, Solomon Hill for eleven plus million for the next three years, uh, Omar Ashik for over uh, oh. right around eleven million for two more years, like. That that shit adds up, man, and that's you know that's just not a good position to be in. You don't want to be the team that over it's subpar guys. We're not even talking like mediocre guys. Ashik, that contract is ass. I mean that that mm-hmm. right. I mean he had his moments, but that, he they definitely overpaid for him. Oh yeah, well then, it was it was it was classic <laughs> case of of like dude falls off after signing new huge contract. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Because you're That's right, exactly. he played well for them um, as recently as maybe like two years ago, three years ago. He was really good. Because um, yeah. I think I could be mistaken, but I think I think they got him from I want to say Washington. He hadn't always played well, he, for them. I don't think he was on and Houston. He, he, he was on Chicago. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, so he's he's he played well for for a little bit. But I think I think a big thing with him is injuries too. Um, and just the league yeah. changing and, and, you know, the culmination of everything has kind of fucked him over. Um, but, yeah, hey, I guess good on holiday for getting paid. Like, at least it just – I hopefully he can stay healthy and he can, you know, help 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 them compete for the playoffs. But, yeah, they got to they gotta figure out something else because they're still missing two or three pieces as far as even yeah. just, I feel like, making the eighth seed. Um Unless they just want Boogie and and uh, the Brow to do it all, <laughs> like, and that's going to yeah, be but... tough. You know what's interesting though? I did hear that Alvin Gentry wants to run Demarcus Cousins as, as a point center this year. What the what? Well, he's a really good passer. Um, kind of okay. like kind of like what Denver does with Nikola Jokic, where they put him up at the at, at the top of the key. So he can uh-huh. kind of see everything and and like that's try true. to hit people. But like that's all. That sounds all great. And he and he's he's actually a good three point shooter now. Like I think he shot like thirty six, thirty seven percent last year or something. Um, so he's actually mm-hmm. a pretty good three point shooter. Um, uh, but that only works if you have wings to pass it to. Like Denver has a ton of wings that you know that can shoot the ball. I mean, yeah, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris. Uh, Will Barton, uh, Hernan Gomez, yeah. like um, uh, Wilson Chandler, like people who can shoot. Uh, that you know, New Orleans just doesn't have any of that. So, 
I I think that's a brilliant move for for Cousins. I'm not sure how it's going to work though because of the lack of assets they have around them. If they don't, you know, do anything else, which I guess they have their their um, you know, their exceptions that they can use. But I don't know who's who's really left on the board. So that would right. be tricky. I think I think unfortunately for them, they're probably doomed for. Um, the lottery yet again, and then I think Cousins will probably walk. And I wouldn't blame him one bit because, like, I mean, it's great. It's all fine and good playing with Anthony Davis, but you're basically playing with a guy who is is just like you. <laughs> and and it's, you want to play with guys who compliment you, not guys who play just like you. So, Which, right. hey, we could be saying that about Harden and, and CP3, at least and offensively. Exactly. But uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun to check out. Um, okay, so this most of the players, you know, the big players who stayed put. Um, but as far as the players who moved, uh, we got Hayward going to Boston. I think that's probably just the biggest one. Uh, Millsap to Denver, Gallinari to the Clippers. Uh, we talked right. about Gay to the Spurs, uh, Teague to Minnesota, as well as Gibson. Tosh Gibson, uh, P.J. Tucker to Houston, and then Reddick to Philadelphia. Um, you, I don't think you ever wavered in, in, in thinking Hayward was going to Boston, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I remember there at the end, I was a little nervous because I wanted it to happen, but I was starting right. to, like, get my doubts, especially after the Paul George trade because, you know, then, then – you know, they couldn't really sell him on the, okay, well, we're going to sign you, and then we're going to go get Paul George, and then we're going to compete for, you know, a championship. Um, I just thought it, it, it opened the doors up a little bit more for for Miami to kind of make a play, um, and even even for Utah to, to bring him back. Like, why why were you so sold on it? What, like, what, what the hell insider information do you have, Joel? I have nothing. I just was confident <laughs> because – I felt like he was going there regardless of Paul George's move or whatever. So mm-hmm. I, I, I was okay. I just never thought he would – if either you stay, he stayed in Utah or he went to Boston. That's where I was thinking. Period. Yeah. I mean, I never thought he'd go anywhere else. Even though people said Miami, I never believed that. Yeah, that's just where I was at mentally. Yeah, the the one thing that I found intriguing about Miami is, like – you at least know that Pat Riley is always going to compete. Like when they were talking about last year, the, that, you know, the heat were, were going to, you know, try to rebuild and everything. And basically Pat Riley came out and was like, nah, son, fuck that. Like I ain't about this rebuilding shit. Like I'm pissed that we missed the playoffs by one game. Like that's just Pat Riley. Like Pat Riley does not want to wait. Like he wants to compete. And so it's, it's nice to have a GM who, yeah, and they have there. a good coach and decent pieces, yeah. and now they're like they're back exactly. in it. I mean, they're not great or anything, but they're decent, you know. Yeah, and that's the thing. They're they're you know they're they're a quality team. They got a they got a uh, a GM who wants to win. The biggest thing that I felt like they had against them is they don't have a second round pick for like the next five seasons because of because okay. of that like mentality from Pat Riley and they don't own their 2018 or 2021 first round pick. So 
you're essentially relying on um, you're you're simply relying on free agency in order to be able to compete. And if you're looking at that as as a player, you I, I feel like you have to sit back and like crunch those numbers and be like, well, if I sign there and they re-sign waiters, they have Dragic, they have Whiteside, you know, that's not enough to win, and we don't Thanks have any well. like real draft picks coming in. Like that's just a lot, you know. Yeah, so that's. That's why they got Deion Waiters. They're trying to get work with getting James um, Johnson, and they got to build mm-hmm. what they got. I get that. They're gonna build a, yeah. around that. Uh, they, uh, Adebayo is looking really good in summer league, so that turned out. To oh be yeah, yeah. That could turn out to be a good pick, bro. Yeah, I'm. Okay. I'm kind of interested to see who's gonna have the better year, Adebayo or Collins, because John Collins is looking really good for the Hawks in summer league. Yeah, too. a good one too. Yeah, I forgot about that. I didn't get to see it, but I heard about it. Yeah, I got to watch it today, and, man, the Hawks kicked the shit out of the Bulls. Like, it wasn't even close. And I was, like, <laughs> I was sitting there I was sitting there watching, like, the Bulls were just, like, garbage, man. Like, and I was, like, man, y'all just got all these, like, this young, young players. squad. Yeah, like, that's what y'all have been, like, you know, all hyped about in one night. And, dude, it was not working. Like, it was – they were – it was weird. It was, like, watching – it's like watching a game on, uh, like, you, you know, like a, a neighborhood pickup game where, like, like you just go play at the park with people and, like, nobody knows each other, yeah. so no one knows how to play together. So everyone's just trying to get their own buckets, you know? Um, yeah. And, yeah, and it was, it was just sloppy. And, like, you know, at least the Hawks are trying to play like a team. Like, it, we, we missed a shit ton of shots, too, because that's what happens in summer league. But we're kind of operating like a team. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I think where, like, what are your thoughts as far as, um, you know, where, where do you think Boston goes now? You know, so they've gotten Hayward. They obviously had to, had to trade Bradley to get that. So they got, they got Morris back. They just signed Baines, uh, center from Detroit from last year for like a $4 million ish contract. Um, you know, yep. so they 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 they've got Hayward. They 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 were able to keep all their assets. So they didn't trade anything. Like, uh, do you do you give any credence credence to this this um, uh, Mark Gasol stuff? I, I not yet. I I don't think so. Not just yet. I don't think he uh-huh. bails until maybe unless Memphis falls flat on their face this year, which is possible. Mm-hmm. I don't think so, but it's possible. I don't think he's moving just yet. I think it's too soon to be to think about Marcus All even quite yet. I mean, maybe in the future it's possible, but as of right now, I'm not. I don't believe it. I just my thing is, you know, I'm a numbers guy. I I just don't see how the numbers stack up, like in any way, shape, or form. Um, I like I don't know who you would have. I mean, you would just have to trade like your whole roster, pretty much. Um, oh, and how I just, Mark mate. How much what? Mark, how much does Mark make right now? Uh, like twenty-four million, something like that. How much is Horford making right now? Like twenty-seven, but they're not going to make that trade. They want to get You're like right. younger players. So. Yeah, I don't blame them. I'm saying that's the only logical trade, <laughs> like for me. Yeah, that's the only way it can work. Because I mean, Crowder's not making a lot of Crowder's making what like seven. And well, I guess yeah. now that they got they got Bain signed on and they got um uh they got Morris 
you could package those together, and that would get you close. You'd probably have to throw in Marcus Smart, and that would get you there. But still, like I said, that's like your that's like all your depth, like except for yeah. your young people and your stars, like. And they got, and the Boston they look decent. They got Larry, you got Isaiah Thomas, Gordon Hayward, you got Jay Crowder, you got Marcus Morris, you got Al Horford, you got um, your two rookie. Well, not your two rookie. Jalen Brown and you got uh, the rookie. Um, uh, what's his name? They just drafted him. Uh, Tatum. Tatum. They got Jason uh, Tatum. Tatum. And he's Tatum. falling. He is straight falling. He is falling. He looks so good out there. I'm like, wow. Dude, he actually, you know, I heard the comparisons earlier, but, like, I really do. I see it now that I've, like, seen him play. I see it. He does remind me of Carmelo Anthony. Like, yeah, they, like think back to, like, a fan. young Carmelo Anthony when he came into the league. Like, that's, yeah, that's pretty looks, much what like, Tatum looks like right now. Yeah, I'm looking at him. I'm like, wow, it's like a, what are you what you used to be, <laughs> like what was or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, he's gonna be good in like, like two years probably. He'll be he'll be there. You know, he's good now, but he might be even better then. So Boston, those yeah. lucky bastards. <laughs> I know, dude. Like, and that's and that's the crazy thing. Everybody, man, I feel like, and and for at least partially good reasons. Like they get a Danny Ainge gets a lot of props for that trade um, that he pulled off to get all those picks. Um, but no one saw those picks turning into such great picks when the trade, like that, like part of that was just blind luck that it ended up being the way it did, you know, and then to trade in, like to trade to get Isaiah Thomas before anybody knew he was going to be, you know, a superstar. Like part of, part of it is brilliant GMing and probably like the other half of it is just like utter stupid luck. Right. That's true. But, uh, but uh, yeah, they're, they're going to, they're going to look good. Yeah. I, I think the Hayward edition is, is going to help them out a lot long-term and, Honestly, you know what? Like, I've kind of given this a a good bit of thought. I don't think I would make any more trades, honestly. Like, I would just – I would keep Thomas, give him that big deal next year. I would probably trade Marcus Smart. That's probably the one guy because he's – his contract is up at the end of the season. Yeah. And, you know, so if you – you don't want to have to pay him and Thomas. Um, and then you just kind of work in Rozier uh, as your as your backup too, and then you right. know hit go into next draft and just you know hopefully get you know two top five picks in the next draft, and then you know add those to your roster, and I mean you're pretty much just set, you know. Then you just groom those four young players, those four lottery picks that you have. You also have Zizic who's going to play this year. I think they held off on bringing Yabusele over for another year, but they'll bring him over next year. Um, they just have, like, a lot of good young talent and three uh, capable, solid veterans, and I think you can totally construct everything and build everything around that. That's true. Uh, Boston looks really – they got depth. They look – they're just a little inexperienced. That's all. That's what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah. You know what? You know what I think is interesting if if they continue mm-hmm. to make the right moves. Um, 
you know, everybody's talking about waiting out LeBron and waiting out uh, Golden State and all that. There ain't no guarantee that Boston's not going to be better than both of them in three or four years. Exactly right. You might have waited out just to see a a Boston Celtics juggernaut, you know. That's the the funny thing about the NBA and, and, you know, how people can react to situations or or maybe overreact to situations. Um, What about uh, about Paul Millsap going to Denver? Uh, And, and, you know, furthermore, just the whole cycle of that trade. You know, Paul Millsap goes to Denver – Gallinari ends up in, in you know, with the Clippers. Yeah. What did you think about that? It was uh, – what did the Hawks get out of that? I forget. Uh, Jamal Crawford and a first-round pick. Uh, that's right. They got the remnants of Jamal Crawford who they just bought out. <laughs> yeah. And you got a first-round pick. Right? So it was really just a pick, right, basically? Yeah, pretty much. A pick and, like, $15 million Chinese. in salary. Yeah, basically. Um, that's based on the deals that were already there. Paul Millsap was signing before the trade happened, so they just made it a trade. And um, for for our salaries and that for the Clippers and all that extra bull. But um, Paul Millsap going to Denver didn't, didn't make – I just didn't understand why he went there. I guess, they, again, that came down to money. Um, and apparently Denver's been chasing him for years now, so I guess he felt wanted. Yeah, like, yeah, like two, but three I, years. Right, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, why if you're somebody a Western free agent, why would you go west? I just didn't understand that. And he yeah. went west to a Denver team that's un- up and coming, but I, they're not there yet. Like I felt like Minnesota was near there. Minnesota was probably the closest of the young teams to be right there, and Denver's not there just yet. But I guess they're gonna have to be soon. I mean, they got Jokic. He will work well next to Jokic. Jokic, whatever. And Jokic. they got uh, Murray, Jokic, that's right. And they got Wilson Chandler for now, at least. And then they got they got some good young – they have good players, young players, Gary um, Harris and all them. Yeah, so I, like I like Gary their, Harris a lot. Yeah, they've got a good team. It's just uh, – I just don't feel like they're going to do anything there. I, I think he's kind of wasted his – he's going to waste his time. He's going to get paid, but he's going to waste his time there. You know, that's how I feel. I think in the easy could have made a bigger splash if he went somewhere. but Or – Apparently there was rumors of him going to Minnesota. I thought that would have been a good move for Minnesota, but it is what it is. Uh, he went, he chased the money, and he uh, apparently he likes where he's at. So I'm not going to be mad at him. And the Gallinari to the Clippers move, not terrible. Um, the Clippers re- re- restacked their deck. Uh, they lost Chris Paul, but now they got Gallinari, Patrick Beverly. They were talking about getting Tony Allen. They were going to be the reverse uh, guard setup. They're going to have the two best perimeter defenders in the league out there. Yeah. You know, the best offensive guards. That's actually pretty smart. I didn't think about that. That's interesting. And they signed Milo Teodosic, who's a really good European player. Mm-hmm. Um, they they did. I like what the Clippers did to re, to revamp themselves after losing Chris Paul. So I think for all parties except for the Hawks, who I hope we're trying to rebuild anyway, it worked out. Yeah, I mean, I kind of see it the same way as a Hawks fan. I I didn't want to bring back Millsap, not because I don't love Paul Millsap. I mean, he's been right. our best player now for like six years. Um, but that's the thing. That's the best player that we could get is Paul Millsap. And we could never convince anybody to sign to come, you know, play with him. Um, even in, you know, 2015 when we had all that momentum after the 60-win season, we couldn't get in, like, 
I mean, we might have gotten a meeting with a guy or two, but we couldn't get anybody to come and sign with us. Uh, I bet. So, I get it. here with New York? You're like with Mello. We have the same situation. Same shit. Yeah. Except although the, although the, the biggest difference between Atlanta and New York is New York is a place where it, it's fucking called the basketball mecca, for, for God's sakes. Like, it's a place yeah. where people should want to go play and has a, right. a tremendous fan base. Atlanta does not have a tremendous fan base. There ain't there ain't enough people out there like me who just like love love their team. Um, yeah, I know. You know, but nevertheless, um, I I think it was a pretty pretty good I move. My my, my biggest thing is I don't know why. I, I don't I don't know if maybe Gallinari just like made the decision like, hey, I want to go play for the Clippers, like because the all the talks was that Denver wanted him back. Um, I, I just think it would have been a smarter move for most, at least for Denver and, and maybe even for, for Atlanta. Um, why not just try to work out a sign and trade around Kenneth Fareed, um, you know, yeah. and, and that way they could keep Gallinari and uh, get Paul Millsap. And then they would, like, then that would be a really good-looking team, you know. They would still need a, a, yeah. a point guard, but, um, but yeah, like, uh, so that that part I didn't really get. I do like Millsap with Denver. I like him playing with Jokic. He he gives them the defense. Like when all, when all the talk about the love trade was going on with with Denver, yeah. um, I didn't hate it. But like they're one of the worst defensive teams in the league, and like Millsap will help them out tremendously with that. Um, True. And I really like Wilson Chandler. Um, you know they've been talking about yeah. like, getting rid of him for a while, but I think he's a really qual- good quality player. I, I think they yeah. need I miss them. they need to <laughs> <laughs> they need to get a backup a backup uh, small forward and they need to get a, a starting point guard like that's that's the two pieces they need yeah. to be yeah. a really good team um, and right. you know I, I just don't know there's not really anybody left for them to do that um, and then as far as for the Clippers, I just worry about, like, that you got Blake, who can't stay healthy. you got Gallinari, who can't stay healthy. And if those two guys can't stay healthy, like, that's gonna that's what their season's going to revolve around. Like, if those guys yeah. play 73 games, like, they'll be a playoff team. If they play 50-ish, they won't. <laughs> like, it's just that's what it comes yeah. down to. Um, I think another so, issue with that is um, Gallinari is – He's, as as he gets older, he's gonna he's gonna be more of a stretch four than a three going forward, you know. So mm-hmm. he's it's gonna it's not gonna work out long term at the three for him there, you know. And maybe small ball. I think that's why it might work out because of the fact that they can go right into small ball, and he can play the four. Blake can play the five, or or uh, a Jordan can play the five. Either way, they they can make they can make it work. But I guess in the beginning it'll be three, four, five for them, and that'll be the new big three down in uh, Los Angeles or LA. Yeah, like it, to call it the D team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, and he's he's 28, um, but he will be uh, 29 by the start of the season. So that's right. right around that kind of age where you usually see those types of wing players start to make that transition. Um, you know, we've yep. seen it with Mello, where he's the best he's fighting him, best bro. way to he's fighting. get the most out of him is to play him at the four. You know, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. And and you know, they do have um, 
uh, DeAndre Jordan's contract is up at the end of the year, so you know maybe they do try to get a cheaper center in and then play some small ball and try to work that in, um, you know, to to kind of make it work. Um, I, I yeah, like I said, I, I don't hate it for him. Uh, I just I just wonder if if they can keep everybody healthy, and if they can, it, it, it should work out. It should be a pretty pretty decent move for them, but we'll just have to see. Um, so as far as we talked a little bit about Gay, uh, let's talk a little bit about Minnesota. So they we we talked about the uh, Rubio trade. Um, so they get a pick out of that, um, which kind of you know helps them out because uh, their 2018 pick uh, is, is scheduled to go to Atlanta as so long as they make the playoffs. So um, you know after after basically winning the draft by uh <laughs> by getting Jimmy Butler. Um, you know, now they add Jeff Teague and they add Taj Gibson. Uh and now they add Jamal Crawford. Um so what yeah. what do you think about their additions? Um do you think I love it. Do you think they still maybe need another piece or do you think this will probably be enough to, to kind of give some fits uh for some yeah, of those maybe. teams? Maybe one more piece, but not a big piece. Another role player that can help out. Um, they're they're they look good. They look good. I don't know if it's gonna work right away, but they look real good. You know, I like what they've done. They they filled every position well. They they, I just they look like they can make noise if they're healthy and everybody works out the way they at their peak. They could do damage in the West and. Um, it's just a matter of can they gel, gel right uh, right away, you know. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. But they, they got it. They got everybody. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of the way I see it, too. The, the the biggest thing that I feel like they're missing is shooting. But they did add Jamal Crawford, so that kind of addresses it a little bit, even if he's a, you know, like very streaky shooter, and he is. Right. Um, but yeah. nevertheless, I mean, when a streaky shooter is on, you know, that's, you know, you're, you're – shit you're super happy so like right. uh i i think i agree i i like the t deal it's not too expensive in, in my taste i think it was uh 19 million a year essentially mm-hmm. uh for three seasons um gibson right. i thought that maybe overpaid gibson a little bit um but little, not little. terribly i think it was like i think he got like 14 million which isn't like like maybe just like two or three million overpaid, so not no, nothing crazy. Um, and then you know getting Crawford, uh, they got him on a pretty a good deal. I think nine million over two years, so about four and a half million a year. Um, they've made smart decisions, like smart calculated decisions, um, to to kind of help fill out their roster. I, I think Tyus Jones is is a pretty good backup point guard, so I think I I like where they're at there. And because of the flexibility that Wiggins and Butler give you as far as positional uh, play, you can put the two of them in there together, but then you can also rotate either one to the three uh, when you you want to rest the other and bring in Jamal Crawford. So that all looks good. And then I guess guess you start Gibson and then use uh, Gorgie Jang as like a kind of a fill-in to, to fill in between the four and the five, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, so I mean, more of a five so that, I mean, yeah, Jang, yeah, for, for me too. Um, but they've had to play him at the four because they haven't really had, you know, that person, 
But what's that? That's like eight eight players. Like when you get into the playoffs, that's about what you want. You want eight quality players. You want an eight man rotation. Yeah. Um, sure. And then they have they have a couple other people who can take on some minutes during the regular season. They got uh, Bielica, I guess is how you pronounce yeah. it. Bielica or something like that. Yeah. Bellica. And then uh, and then they have uh, uh, Cole Aldrich who can you know play ten minutes a game when you need him to. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I I really like what Minnesota has kind of constructed, and you know they did it precisely when they needed to do it because if they had waited till next year, they have to pay Andrew Wiggins, and then they can't make all these moves. So you know this was the year when they needed to do it, and they did it. And and you know the other thing I like is I just I'm a big Tom Thibodeau guy. I like Tom Thibodeau a lot. I think he's excellent coach I think he's probably one of the five best coaches in the NBA and it, like he's going to get these guys uh to play defense uh finally now that he's got some of you know a couple of his old guys back in there um in uh Taj and and Butler um and I think Butler will be huge um in in helping Wiggins take that next step you know what I mean yeah I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, with with the way that they've put all that together, I think it's great. Um, PJ Tucker, so he he signs in Houston. I'm also a huge fan of this move. I think that's like that that three and D guy. You know, you like every team needs one. They paid him what eight million dollars a year. That's not terrible for for you know his production and what he does, what he brings to the table. Um, I think I think people people. People like kind of rag on on PJ Tucker because other people had decided to call him the LeBron stopper. <laughs> it ain't like PJ Tucker <laughs> ever called himself the LeBron stopper, you know. Like, um, so I, I don't I don't get I don't get why people rag on him about that. It's not what his doing. Um, but I, yeah, I think he's the perfect complement for them. He he can play anything between the two and the four, um, realistically, and plays great defense, a decent three-point shooter. He he got hot at the end of the season for um, for the Raptors, hitting those corner threes, like just posting up in that little corner and just dropping threes. Um, so I think that'll work out great for, you know, Chris Paul and uh, James Harden. If you can – if he can kind of hang out over in that, that little corner, you can hit him with that, that pass. That's just going to open up. Yeah, open the floor up even more. Um, but yeah, so like, are you as high on the move as I am? Yep, uh, it's a great move. Um, not that I actually wanted to see Houston get better, but it's a great move for them. You know, I didn't know what else they'd do next. I know they were trying to get um, who were they trying? They were aiming at somebody. I think they were trying to get Paul George too at some on some point, and they're like, oh, we're gonna yeah. try. And that didn't work out, and they just didn't have to ask that. Right, right. They just didn't. They really didn't. Um, but I think this it was a surprise move. I didn't expect it, but I also thought it was a great move. So they yeah. added some yeah. people. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing, like, um, to me is, like, you know, if if you want to pr- throw out a, like, super, oh. uh, yeah. like, defensive-minded lineup, um, like, you know, if it's if it's the last, you know, four seconds of the game, other team calls a timeout, like, and you yeah. need 
you need guys who can like really defend, you can put, you know, Chris Paul, PJ Tucker, Trevor Ariza, um, you know, at your one, two, and three to guard the perimeter, and they're going to do a damn good job of that. So, Corey um, Brewer still on the? I forget. Do what now? Is Corey Brewer still on the team, or is he out there? Somewhere? No, that no, nah, they traded him for Lou Williams last year. They did. They did. So where's he at? Yeah. He's in L.A.? Yeah, he's oh in my L.A. God. I don't even remember him playing in L.A. Did he ever play? <laughs> I don't think he played very much. Because remember, they were playing all their young guys at the end of the season. They weren't playing anybody old because they wanted to tank. That's true. That's true. It's, oh, it's just weird seeing him on that team. <laughs> yeah, he he just never really worked out for them because he can't shoot. <laughs> so That's true. Um, he can't shoot, and he's a six nine guy who can't play the four. Like he he never like they could yeah, never so play him at the four. Yeah, yeah, he actually plays the two better than he does the three. Really, he so yeah. even even though he can't shoot, um, but uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, he's gone. Um, so yeah, like yeah, the yeah, Tucker move like excellent, excellent under the radar signing, and then uh, Reddick, uh, and we can go ahead and throw Amir Johnson in there. Both of them signed with uh, Philly on one year deals. I love this yep. for Philly. Reddick, Reddick gives you a shooter, uh, veteran yep. presence, um, and, you know, Amir Johnson kind of a veteran presence as well, um, and you don't tie up rebounder, next year's cap space. Yep. Yeah, rebounder, yeah. shot blocker, uh, kind of like, you know, defensive-minded player. Um, yeah. And, and Reddick's just a, a, a yeah, really good quality shooter, somebody that I think, um, you know, they've been missing for, for several years now. Um, mm-hmm. and I just, I, I really like the way Reddick, um, plays. Like he's one of those guys who opens up like an, an instant offense to start a game. And like, that's something that's highly underrated having a guy who can get you like 16 points in the first quarter. And then it's, it's totally cool with just, you know, taking a step back and like letting the other offense kind of work its way. Uh-huh. And then, you know, maybe score four or six points for the rest of the game. You know, I just, I think that's like a quality that, um, that I, I truly admired about his play, uh, you know, following him when he played for the Clippers. Right. Totally. So, I mean, I, totally. yeah, I just, I expect him to kind of bring that to Philly and like, you know, be, be that kind of early offense for them, you know, at the, at the start of games and, and then kind of, you know, help, you know, take maybe take a step back to let the rest of the players kind of get themselves into position and and all that kind of yep. stuff. And you know, just getting two veterans like that, I think is is super super important. Yeah, that's the first big signing of the process. Mhm. Yeah, like that's the sign that it, that it's kind of working. Um, have you? Uh, did you hear any updates on um, on? Uh, uh, Fultz's uh, ankle injury? Uh, yeah, I heard it got downgraded. It's now just a high ankle sprain. It's not as serious That's as well. good. everyone thought. Yeah. That's good. I yeah, mean, I, I, I'm, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm happy for him. That's all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, that would have sucked, man. Like, because uh, when I heard the initial news, it wasn't like a, 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 I didn't hear it from like a cited source, but I know I shared it with you. And, you know, we were all kind of like, damn, dude, like, 
fucking Philadelphia, man, the curse of the process. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, that's, that's good to hear. So yeah, hopefully just rest him for the summer and they'll be ready to go. Um, you know, come, come, uh, October. Um, so a couple more things, uh, that, that kind of stuck out over, over this process, uh, free agency, Avery Bradley, uh, you know, they had to trade him to, uh, make the space for Hayward. They get Marcus Morris in return. Um, I don't hate this trade. Um, you know, I mean, Avery Bradley was their highest paid, uh, player outside of Horford. Um, he was kind of like the guy that they had to move, in my opinion, if they were going to get Hayward. Um, the only thing is, uh, and I, I haven't been able to confirm this yet, but um, the initial report was that they traded Avery Bradley to the Pistons for Marcus Morris and two second-round picks. But mm-hmm. I've subsequently heard also, I've heard it the other way around, that uh, the Pistons got Avery Bradley and one second-round pick for Marcus Morris. Do you know anything about that? Uh, I'm checking now just to confirm what you're hearing. Gotcha. Uh, I heard the first, I, you heard the first time. I heard that it was like two second-round picks and whatever it was. Um, but let me just check it and make sure. Right. Um, um, but, yeah, as far as, as, far as the move, though, um, I, I kind of feel like this is just a, a rental for the Pistons. I mean, I don't think I, with their salary cap issues, I don't think they're really going to be able to re-sign Avery Bradley. Um, right. But I do think I do think it's a good move in the sense that you got Donovan Mitchell coming in, and I don't think you, you really trust him yet. Um, yeah. And so Bradley can step into Caldwell Pope's role, just knock down some shots. He's a much better defender. Um, so he can, you know, help. What's that? Canard. Wait, one more time? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Kennard, not not Mitchell. They should have taken Mitchell, but they got Kennard. Um, But yeah, so, so like, but he can, he can groom uh, Kennard kind of under his, uh, under his wing. Um, And, you know, that, I, I think it's a, a pretty reasonable trade for both sides. I like Marcus Morris. I mean, obviously he's the lesser of the Morris uh, brothers. I would, um, <laughs> I would, I would be, uh, be somewhat inclined to, uh, to, to go say, Hey Marcus, you, you like, could you just be your brother for <laughs> a couple of years <laughs> and let him come play for us? We'll pay you like 10 million more dollars, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, hey, Marquise is a much better player. I don't, I don't know how he's that much better, but he is. <laughs> he is. He is. Um, it is only one second round pick, apparently. Okay, so and is that going to the Pistons or is that going to the Celtics? Pistons. See, yeah. Uh, so they the gave up Avery Bradley and a second rounder for Marcus Morris. So it's like. They gave up, wait. And they gave Avery Bradley and a 2019 second round pick to the Pistons for Marcus Morris. Yeah, there you go. Yep. So, with that, I don't like the trade as much because, honestly, I probably would have rather just given up Avery Bradley for a pick. Um, Like, I think I I, I had thrown this out there before before they picked up Crawford. I I mean, I think they would have been – Minnesota would have been willing to give up that OKC first rounder, 
um, for Avery Bradley because I think he would have fit in, you know, really, really right. well with Tom Thibodeau. Um, but nevertheless, <laughs> like, it's only a second rounder. Not, you know, not that big of a deal. Hell, it might even be – I think they owned um, Detroit's 2019 second-round pick, so maybe they just gave them their second-round pick back. <laughs> um, it's possible. But but as far as as far as the Pistons though, I mean that's that's good. Even if you're just renting Avery Bradley, you get a second rounder out of it, and you get somebody who can, can play the can two. Can play small two. forward? Uh no, he's like six five. I I I don't think so. There were there was some talk about him uh, potentially playing a little bit of one. Um, yeah, I heard he's a pretty good ball handler. But no, I don't mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't think he could play small forward. All right. Well, they're going to need the only ball. against like a really small ball lineup, like you know when well, Boston or it, Phoenix used to do it when they would run like a three guard lineup. Yeah, teams do that a lot now, anyway. Yeah, but I I don't know if I I don't know if Kennard could pull it Not off. Consistently. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's just too short, I get you. and probably probably not fast enough either. He's white, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I gotta give Sammy Johnson his shot. I don't know what's up with that kid. Yeah, because uh, he was a pretty high pick. I think he was like what, like eleven or something like that a couple years ago. Um, high. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, he's he's definitely somebody who they need to kind of work into the roster. I mean, I feel like in fact at this point, like who who do they got to play the four anyway? Like I. I I would probably try to move Tobias Harris over to the four instead of playing yeah. the three. I mean, cause John Luer, John Luer can play the four, but I think he plays a little better at the five, and he plays better off the bench. He didn't really he play does. that well as a starter. No, you're right. Huh? He's, a, he's, he's a decent player. I like John Luer. He's just you're right. He's more of a bench guy. He's like a, more of a four-five, five-four guy off the bench. Yeah, and he gives you quality minutes. Like, he can give you 30 minutes a game because he can play both the four and the five. But, like, he just works better off the bench going against – like, he works better off the bench because he's going against bench guys. Like, he yeah. he, he he doesn't perform nearly as well both offensively and defensively when he's going against starting quality players. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that might be a move because, I mean, Stanley Johnson, you know, they have to – it's kind of, you know – you, you got to give the guy the minutes before he can, you know, really kind of shine or whatever. So, yeah, I think, so it's, I think, I think it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I honestly, I, 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 I like Tobias Harris at the four. I mean, I think that's I the way the league is going, you know, like that's, that's kind of smart. Um, now they need to just figure out like <laughs> if they can, if anybody will take Andre Drummond's contract. <laughs> Oh man, because that is a massive contract. He's still good. Yeah, he's not bad. You just can't play him at the end of games, which I always hate having. Like when your best player can't play the last five minutes of a game, like that sucks. And they're paying him. They're paying him like I think he's scheduled to make like over a hundred million dollars over the next four years. Um, But he is young. I mean, he's only like twenty-four years old. I think. Something like that, twenty five maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, he's still got a lot of a lot of mileage left on his tires. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they can kind of pull off there. Um, 
so yeah, I mean that's pretty much everything we already kind of touched base on the Damari Carroll uh, trading, uh, being traded to Brooklyn, and, and all that kind of jazz. So um, as far as uh, you know, what's kind of been going on the past couple of weeks, we we covered that pretty quickly, man. Like I didn't expect us to even uh, get through all of that in the show. It's <laughs> crazy, and that's without touching on all the little moves and shit. But there's so much has happened. It's just been insane. It's only and it's still going on. This is not over. There's some big news that still need to happen. So Yeah, I think Caldwell Pope is, is yeah, is, is one of those big moves that could happen. By the way, update on Brooklyn. Um mm-hmm. they have they could they could sign Pope if if he would sign for that like twenty twenty million a year contract. They have eighty point six million on the books. So like a ninety nine million yeah, ninety nine million dollar salary cap. Um and they have a few non guarantees who they could waive. Like they have um uh Archie yeah. Archie Goodwin, Spencer Dinwiddie, mm-hmm. Joe Joe Harris, Kilpatrick, Quincy Acey, all those guys are non guarantees. Um so they yeah. could waive any of those guys <laughs> to make room. Um so yeah, that's that's actually certainly a possibility and then you could be looking at a lineup of D'Angelo Russell, Contavious Caldwell Pope, uh, probably start Damari Carroll, maybe. Uh, Trevor Trevor Booker at the four, and then I guess you would have Mozgov at the five. Um, so still not a very good team, but a lot better than what they were like the last couple of years. Got young pieces now because they'll have Caldwell Pope, they'll have Russell, they'll have Hollis Jefferson and Jared Allen, so they have a nice young core to go forward and try to develop. You and know? Yeah, and Levert, I like that kid. Like and Levert, Levert yeah. yeah, he's he's played pretty good ball. Um, the only the only problem with him is the health concern. But I don't. They managed his minutes a lot last year, um, and <sighs> rested him rested him a lot throughout the season. So I think that's kind of been the plan going forward with him. So I mean, if yeah. they kind of keep that up, you know, the, my guess is like you know he won't he won't have to worry too much about. Um, you know, back to backs and things of that nature. So hopefully that'll that'll make it so he can stay healthy. True. But um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. They got some good young pieces um, that they can certainly work with. And like the other kind of cool thing about what they have the ability to do is, you know, with some of these expiring contracts, you know, you got AC for 1.7. 1.5 on Dinwiddie, Harris, and Kilpatrick, and then 1.3 on Goodwin. Um, like with all of those pieces, like you can also take on another bad contract and trade away pieces that you know uh, that the other team can just waive and right. get you get you some more assets. So, like sure. I like I like what they're doing in Brooklyn. I think I. I, yeah. I they got me jealous over this Damari Carroll trade, man. I'm like, come on, Hawks. <laughs> what the F, man? Yeah, exactly. Like, do something, guys. That's the, see, that's the craziest thing to me, man. Is like, usually, like, you you kind of have an idea of what your team's like, like what your team's gonna do, and because right. there's just been all this changeover with the Hawks, like nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Like no, like I mean, I think the majority of us assume that we're rebuilding, right? Um, which right. Is, you know, you know, which I have been totally, totally sold on for like over a year now. Um, but 
like if we're rebuilding, you would have to think that we would have been in the conversations for that trade. And if we weren't going to take that trade, like what, you know, what, what are, what else are we looking at getting, you know? So I don't know. I've kind of been browsing around at all the teams that have way too much payroll, looking at like what we could possibly help them out with and get some draft picks. But there's nothing that's as good as Carroll. Like, as far as he's only two years versus all those teams have those three-year guys that signed last year. Um, and most of them are, are more guard, shooting guard-type players, and we don't need that. Right. So, but No. No. Who knows? That's, uh, that's, the, that's the joy of it, though. So over, like, the next couple weeks when everything gets ironed out and we get to uh, – we get to do our, our breakdown of, of each individual team. Uh, you know, yep. that'll be that. That's what's going to be really fun. Um, that is. So, I can't uh, wait. Yeah, man, me too. Like, we'll, we'll see how we're going to um, – we'll probably – I don't know. We might have to split that into two different shows if we get, get super intricate yeah. like we did with the draft. Um, but, yeah, thanks, uh, everybody, for joining us. Uh, it was a fun show, man. Uh, as yep, always, Joel. Yep. Yeah, as, as always, always, man. Thanks for being here. It was fucking fun. I love talking basketball. Love talking basketball with you. My um, yep. My and uh, yo, uh, I'm just gonna give a, a quick shout out to Juwan. Just never showed up. <laughs> oh yeah, Juwan, you bum. Not bless. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, at least he set up. At least he set up the show. Like that's that's, that's cool. True. I, I wasn't get my home yet. I should have set that up. Yeah, 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 I don't know what's going on with that weird bull. Whatever. He did. Thank you, Jawan, for not showing, but also setting up the show. So he canceled it out. He got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess you know, you, you at least canceled out the wrong with a right. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was fun, man. And uh, full court pressers. I think that's what I'm going to start calling our listeners, full-court pressers. What do you think about full that? Full-court pressers? Uh, doesn't sound yeah. bad. Full-court pressers. Yeah. Well, well until, maybe until we come up with something better, you know? The um, pressers, yeah. The, did you say what, the pressers? Yeah, the pressers. <laughs> that, that kind of sounds like – that just saying it like that sounds too close to oppressors. <laughs> it sounds like – <laughs> not Sorry. not such a good thing. <laughs> well, it's yeah. a work in progress, listeners. Um, if you have any suggestions, send them to us. You can get us on mm-hmm. uh, Facebook, Full Court Press, um, and you can get all your uh, up-to-date information on there as well, whether it be trades, whether it be uh, uh, signings or anything else. Um, so mm-hmm. – uh, Everybody out there, thank you for listening, and we will see yep. you next week. Oh, by the way, I think mm-hmm. we're going to be moving, as far as I can tell, permanently to Monday, starting next week. Obviously, tonight's Monday, but we've done a lot of Sunday shows. Because um, yep. Game of Thrones is back Yeah, next week. Yeah. yeah. So, Monday Only it Monday is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, Joel. Thanks again, brother. And uh, we'll we'll see y'all again next week. No doubt. Next week. Indeed. All right, everybody. Take it easy. Later.